1: Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we tell you what we have learned from all the musicals that we have ever watched. This week, we have a special guest who has brought a musical and we shall introduce them after I introduce my lovely co-hosts. To my left, Miranda Selwood. And to my right,
2: Julie
0: Eisenstrager.
1: I am Zancy Weber. And with us this week via the wonder of the internet is Eloise Dundas-Taylor.
2: Hello! How are
1: you going, Eloise?
2: (laughs) I'm very well, thank you.
1: And what show have you decided to bring to discuss?
2: Well, I decided to go with actually a movie musical rather than a stage musical, and I have chosen to speak about the 1956 uh, musical comedy that is The Wonderful Court Jester, starring the incomparable Danny Kaye.
1: He is incomparable. I can't think of anyone to compare him to. Donald O'Connor. Yeah. Can you? Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: just can give me this him. one thing. From
2: <laughs> I get they, they are from the same elk.
3: <laughs> I would also like to compare him to Richard Gere. Oh, really? I don't see that one. Yeah. No, you have to just look.
0: Okay, hang on. <laughs>
3: the bone structure of his face and there are certain points in the court jester where his mm. hair is mm-hmm. just the same as Richard Gere had in the Chicago movie. And I'm like oh my god he looks like Richard Gere. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway, okay. Well
1: um, we might discuss that in the casting portion of well, our show. Well I just,
3: you know, there's two people you could compare it to if you wanted to. I just, I just so, wanted to know
1: this is a new show for me I hadn't listened to or watched I'm this before. Which I'm shocked and
3: appalled by.
1: Well when <laughs> I put a call out for guests for musicals this was apparently a hot a hot property. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone wanted I, to get in.
2: I got in first. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I was chatting to my friend today who's in the army and he was like, uh, you've never seen the court jester? I was like, no.
3: Oh, so for your first time too? Yeah, yeah. And in fact,
0: have you watched it? No, yet? mate. <laughs>
1: But you have listened to it, right? Yes. Okay. Partially. All right. We'll, we'll 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 we can work with that. Okay. So, before we get into depth about the court jester, let's get to know Eloise. Are you ready for the getting to know you quiz, Eloise?
2: Yes, I am. Miranda. <laughs> getting to
3: know you, getting to know all about you. Oh, we got the second
2: bit today. <laughs> it's always a surprise.
1: <laughs> Eloise, which musical character would other people compare you to?
2: Uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Aw, cute.
1: Aww. Now, which musical? I music did book? admittedly
2: take a Facebook poll for that one.
1: Oh, I see.
2: <laughs> do you read a lot of books? I, I do read a lot of books, yes. And I do find myself just singing randomly on hilltops, wishing I was somewhere else. So, no, <laughs> do you talk to an animate all... object? Um, Usually when I'm bumping into them and saying, oops, sorry. Now, I don't
1: want to sound impertinent here, Eloise, but what does your husband look like?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Move on to the next question. Uh,
1: What musical character would you like other people to compare you to?
2: Um, I was thinking about that one, actually, and I kind of thought Winifred from Once Upon a Mattress.
1: Okay, that is a deep cut.
0: I got Disney Plus recently, so I'm going to have to go and watch that now.
2: I actually just <laughs> discovered that it's on Disney Plus today and I went, oh, I should totally watch that and then yeah. didn't get around to it today because my son decided today was baking day, so <laughs> we made gingerbread men and, and pancakes. <laughs> I mean,
1: you sound like you're complaining, but that sounds not uh-huh. only delightful but delicious. Yes,
2: but yeah. no, it's yeah, well, your I'd had idea. To- I was the one who had to make them. <laughs> exactly.
1: <role>. <laughs> <laughs> it, no,
2: look, it was fun and they were delicious. So it all worked out.
1: <laughs> so, what is your dream role?
2: Oh my God. Okay. Um, I really, there's so many. <laughs> it's so hard to narrow just, them down. Just,
1: to, one, just the, the two or three that popped at the top of your head. Oh, no, pick
2: one. I would what is pick this? Pick one. Alphabet from Wicked, obviously. I think everyone says alphabet, don't, don't they? No, mostly men actually. Yeah,
1: a lot of men <laughs> want to play alphabet. It seems we haven't
2: had wow. it from many female guests yet. Galinda
1: okay. is where it is at. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Galinda
0: is where it is at.
2: <laughs> she would be number two on my list, and then number three would be Marble? a tie between <laughs> a tie between either Eponine or Fantine from Les Mis. Right, Eponine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost be like play both of them. Almost. I mean,
0: they're rarely in the but same. No, you are. play one yeah. and then you play the other.
3: That's
2: how
1: that works. <laughs> All that. <laughs> uh, so what is your favourite Sondheim show?
2: Okay. Um, look, it's either going to be um, uh, Into the Woods mm-hmm. or Sweeney Todd. And I say that and you're probably going to ha- hate me and hang up on me in a second, but I'm not a fan of Sondheim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, we, there's maybe 15% yeah. of our guests that aren't yeah. fans of Sondheim. So that's I fine. Just,
2: I find a lot, it's just like, dude, there. you don't have to use all the notes. You, you don't have to but, use all of them.
1: But all there. of them at
2: once. <laughs> He d- so he how-
0: tends to use all the words more yeah. than he uses all the notes.
1: One but note, he- uh, word. Yeah, he uses uh,
0: some
3: notes
2: as advertised in the sound of music. Yeah. That's how musicals work. <laughs> what are you all complaining I'm, about? And I I'm, I'm just not a fan of dissonance either. So. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it wasn't place any in the chorus to be fair wow <laughs> so yeah it's it's definitely a toss-up between Sweeney Todd or Into the Woods I do love both of them um but yeah not really a fan of his other work unfortunately
1: <laughs> well what is your go-to shower song
2: uh oh it'd have to be Heaven on Their Minds from uh nice. Jesus Christ Superstar
1: okay yeah yes so I would love to perfect are... that
2: one day to <laughs> be able to play um Judas yeah
1: <laughs> Because nice. I think a
2: female as Judas would be awesome Miranda's <laughs> done it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh there you
1: go <laughs> Man, Miranda staged it with a female Judas uh, So you are a Lloyd Webber fan then
2: I Yes for the most part Again uh, there are <laughs> some things about Lloyd Webber that I love And other things I'm just like eh
1: Well get prepared for us to pass judgment You have to <laughs> delete one musical From existence What is it? Now it can't be Cats Because you might know Cats is already Well dead
2: well yes, I, ha- I have actually the episodes that I have listened to everyone's mentioned cats, so I actually did toss up jokingly about saying Hamilton just to see what the reaction right, would be do it and then <laughs> laugh it in the bin. but no, I uh, like it uh, look, I would actually have to say um, legally blonde yep right. I okay. just don't like that musical i just don't know what it is about i just none of the songs are memorable i'm sorry <laughs>
0: Miranda, you can't see her but she's crying oh
1: uh, I'm, I'm very just, sorry Miranda. like this
0: is two in a row for me <laughs> that have just gone stabbing me to the core with oh no
3: it's fine no
0: it's fine how do i not remember the last god i have a bad memory
1: uh our, our last <gasps> guest who <laughs> with matthew cafo deleted title of show oh that's Pronounced. right yeah. <laughs> I'm wow. sure that it is not. Uh, okay. Ranger's a bit bitter, so that's fine. Well, that is our getting <laughs> to know you quiz. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of music and we'll come back and start talking about the court jester. Excellent. Okay. So, like we said before, the court jester is a movie musical it has never made its way to stage so we like to start off by giving our guest a chance and two minutes to give us an (laughs) elevator pitch of the synopsis of the film so what happens in the court jester (laughs)
2: all right so essentially uh it starts off with the fact that the royal family have been uh murdered and uh a usurper king Roderick, has come in to become the new king um but there are rumors that a uh one of the royal family has actually been saved a small baby child who has been whisked away into the forest to uh be kept safe by a ragaband uh ragtag uh whatever you call ragamuffin <laughs> ragamuffins That's Just, a one of those group of people living in the forest uh led by none other than the black fox, <gasps> the black fox. <laughs> uh, a bit of a robin hood character-esque character um who was also actually based on uh zorro in fact oh, really? um
3: yeah sort of in like comes medieval uh, batman mm.
2: Me- yeah, many. Oh, so, oh, so it's set in medieval times. I should probably mention. In comes our hero of the story, which is Hubert Hawkins, played by Danny Kay. He has just left a uh, being a performer in a carnival. He wants to come and join um, these outlaws to put the rightful king back on the throne. Problem being is that he's a little bit of a coward, so he's not much of a fighter. He's more of a lover, um, but he wants to try and prove himself. So this is when the story gets complicated there's this huge (laughs) huge thing about trying to get the baby to safety um but get into the castle to try and bring the the bad guys down from the inside and while he and the his love interest uh are uh, staying in a cabin somewhere in comes a um a jester called giacomo from the italian court who says i'm off to go to the castle to be the king's new jester no one's seen me before um i'm brand new in the country and <laughs> no like, one will miss
1: me if i die
0: <laughs>
2: let's, five let's, seconds <laughs> no, oh no let's knock you out and then he has to go in and be the jester and then um take everything down from the inside okay. and put the right king back on the throne <laughs>
1: Yes. uh, Hilarity ensues, I believe. Hilarity ensues. uh, Uh, It's a comedy
2: (laughs) of errors. uh, Lots of slapstick. There are lots of uh, different little meandering plots here and there, basically, (laughs) um, with uh, intrigue and mistaken identity and another love interest with the princess who lives in the castle. um, And yes. (laughs) So I believe
1: the princess's maid is a witch and hypnotises... Uh, <laughs> yeah Hawkins into being like this dashing daring do masculine yes. lover. And- There are
2: some beautiful uh, slapstick scenes of the fact that it's a click of the fingers (laughs) and he changes from being Hawkins to being this um, amazing uh, person filled with confidence. (laughs) Um, And of course there's a lot of moments where people are snapping their fingers left, right. So he's going from confident to scared, confident to scared. Um, There is a brilliant fight scene at the end a sword fighting scene with the main bad guy played by basil rathbone uh, he plays um the one of the evil characters um oh, his name has completely just jumped lord ravenhurst that is, that's it ravenhurst yeah. lord, <laughs> lord ravenhurst <laughs> <laughs> and um basil rathbone actually helps danny k learn how to sword fight for this film and became rather annoyed when danny k actually became better at it (sighs) than him and he was an accomplished swordsman like he he was in hollywood one of the swordsmen
3: (laughs) at at the the time that the the movie was made out of all of them um basil rathbone was probably actually the most high like high profile actor in the movie Mm. at that time yeah yeah like Danny I mean, Kay and Angela Lansbury were up there a bit as well. But well, we should go through the cast. Yeah. We, so we take pro- it as
0: a compliment too, though, like... You hey, taught me I, so I well. I taught someone so good. They got better than me.
1: Uh, uh, it I, is always like, oh, I uh, taught you everything physical. I know and you know a little bit more than me now.
0: Physical <laughs>
3: comedy um, and wordplay are the two things that Danny yes. Kaye yeah. absolutely excels at. So I think he has such brilliant control over his physicality at all times that, of course, he was going to be great.
0: So that's that. what I need to ask, having not seen the film. um. When Because I, I hate slapstick. I mean, I really don't like it. But are we talking Mel Brooks-style yeah, slapstick, yeah. which this, I can get on board with? Yeah, yeah, I would say. It was one of the yeah. things, watching
3: it now, if you were to pick up the court jester now, you would go, this is where Mel Brooks got the idea this to is become men in tights. Mel Brooks.
0: Well, this is what yeah. I was hearing when yeah. you are describing it. I'm like, is this not just the pop to Robin Hood men in tights? Well, it's the, very similar. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, like it's a parody. The, it's it's even
3: a parody like, of Robin Hood. Yeah. 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 Even the character names are like, close, but just not quite <laughs> the same as their counterparts in the traditional Robin Hood story. Yeah. But, um, it's very the 1950s version of medieval England. Yes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Down to the, the corsets and the off-the-shoulder numbers that all the girls are wearing.
0: Um, you um, like, just everyone are you is sure satin. you'd be wearing a corset on the outside? <laughs> <laughs> on the inside with the tiny little waist.
1: you um, can actually
2: compare it to once upon a mattress um like the original version with um uh oh what's the name who <laughs> um oh, i've forgotten her name now what who color actually... hair has
0: she got is it red uh, red
2: Bernadette i yeah, <laughs> I want to say Carol Burnett. Is that who oh, I'm thinking yeah. of? Oh, oh yeah, Carol yeah, Burnett,
1: yeah. Carol Channing. They both had red it's,
2: hair. No, it's not no, Carol, Carol Channing. Channing was, well, um, I'm pretty sure it's Carol Burnett who was in the original version as Princess Winifred. Actually, which because then she plays the queen. Yeah, in the, the, the yeah. one um, that's on Disney Plus at the moment. So it's kind of like in in the, like. They're all very similar things that happened at the same time where they did those kind of period medieval pieces. Um, And I think, like, they would have probably shared costumes. (laughs) Probably.
0: Oh, I was right. It was Bernadette Peters as Lady Larkin. Is that the one we're talking about? No. No.
1: Carol (laughs) Burnett.
0: Oh, well, Bernadette (laughs) Peters was also in it. All right.
1: Well, (laughs) Well, speaking of famous people.
0: Carol Burnett wasn't in the 72 version. No, so, nice. okay. Uh, okay. Okay. it you. was actually Benedict Peters. All right.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. In this movie, we have <laughs> We're Danny, <laughs> Danny Kaye, Glynis Johns, Basil Rathbone, as discussed before, Angela Lansbury as the princess.
2: Yeah,
1: yes. Uh Cecil Parker as Roderick King of England. Um, Mildred Natwick as Griselda, Robert Middleton as Sir Griswold. Edward Ashley as the Black Fox. Do I need to keep going because these names are stopping having (laughs) any meaning
3: for me? Um, I... <laughs> I watched this again, going, "What? What has she been in?" The the woman, Glennis Johns, who Glynis plays Jones? Jean, she, it is like,
2: uh, in Mary Poppins. She's the mother she, in Mary Poppins. Yeah. She is Mrs. Banks, which is really funny <laughs> <laughs> because then Angela Lansbury is, of course, in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and who are both their love interests. The same actor who plays Mister Banks <laughs> uh, and um, uh, in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Mister Mister Brown, uh, oh, again, whose name I've forgotten. I'm terrible with names. But um, Glennis
1: John also. Um, Created the role of Desiree in uh, Sondheim, *A Little Night Music*.
0: Oh, did she? Yeah,
1: on Broadway. The things you yeah. learn. Well, we we have covered that before. So the things you have learned. Yes. Previously to this.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yep. Good. <laughs> Shall we move on to something else about the court jester? I
0: mean, we can. Sure. Oh, <laughs> we could sit here in silence for a bit longer. No. <laughs> um. Well, I,
3: like I find the. Julie said she listened to the soundtrack, right? Correct. And and it didn't grab you.
2: Oh. The- well, the interesting thing about The Court Jester is that it's not like your typical musical because it's only Danny Kaye singing. Like, it's mm. not... Um, big show numbers and there's definitely not really very many dance numbers either like the only dance number I can really think of is when he sings um out fox the fox and it's like this entertainment kind of thing that he's doing in the forest for all of the um the band of outlaws uh and that's really the only time you you really get dancing I suppose Uh, the rest of it is just part of the storytelling set within the actual film
0: yeah which was not what bothered me um <laughs> so like because you can listen to one person singing song after song after song because that's what you know most artists like eg pop artists and things like that you can listen to one of their albums and still be engaged and entertained um the issue i had with this is that i wasn't picking up any points of the story through the song i understood no. each song as it is but it didn't give me why it was why it was part no. of the series of songs? It's a, pl- it's no, a movie. No, they're very that, much
2: telling the story in the moment. That it's that not happens. like,
0: and I don't yeah. think they're telling it, um, in any co- like it's. I, I'm guessing metaphorical in the way they're telling,
3: through song. It's a movie that has songs in it, and the songs are performed by the court jester because the court jester is singing a song. That, that's like the guy that, that sings that the song. To be the way, yeah. Except for the um opening credits and the um tag finale right at the very end so um so so... it's confusing when all of a sudden (laughs) (laughs)
0: like it's been been like at least four songs when does someone oh never the opening (laughs) credits
3: the opening credits i actually find really interesting and um it was a very cute thing that they did at that time so this is when movie credits were still being played Mm. at the start of films and he is he's on the screen in a frame and he moves around the screen and interacts with the the credit text as it flies in he mm. nudges it and he hides under How it pushes it up and Harry Potter f- it's very it's actually very like disney like the moving, the moving animation pictures. right um but the I other do like thing i like the fact
2: that basil rathbone's name keeps coming into the screen yes. as well. so many
3: times by the way basil rathbone's in this um but the other thing is that it's actually written... It's not just choreographed for the animation of the text. It's the text of the song. The lyrics are written to match up with what's coming. So he happens to be singing about um, the storyline when the story editor's yes, credits um, come up. And, you, and, it's yes. like he's singing about the... the. He's talking about music when the... <laughs> it's, it's just... It is fun. It's very subtly clever. Mm. And um, I I can't say that I ever noticed that when I was a kid watching this movie. So? But definitely, it was so obvious as an adult. Yeah, like that's, well,
1: (laughs) obviously it is the first thing that you watch and it is like, oh, this is fun.
3: I think it really sets up the tone of everything.
1: Danny Kay all the time.
2: (laughs) All Danny Kay all the time, (laughs) pretty much. And what's interesting actually is that song then became the um all the the chorus of it like life couldn't life couldn't possibly not even probably life couldn't possibly better be. That became um the song of like the opening of his show, the Danny Kay Show. Um, which was on television, basically. So he, he had one of those variety kind of shows that everyone you know back in, everyone. The yeah. everyone mm-hmm. in the 50s had. Everyone in the 50s had the Ed Sullivan one. show, that, that kind of thing, yeah. basically.
1: So, Julie, this is about the time that we would swing to...
0: Bad reviews with Julie. Julie did my own song. <laughs> I joined in at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I dug for a little bit. To find a bad review. Mm -hmm. Uh, And within the first, like, two hefty pages of Google, (laughs) of many pages, I I, I couldn't find one, so I didn't go any further.
1: Okay, well, Zane might have done your homework for you. (gasps) You found one! I haven't.
0: Is it scathing? I like it when they're scathing. It's not
1: scathing. So, to give you a little bit of background, this was a financial flop when it was released. Yeah, it was. So... Cost four million to produce. Whoa,
0: four million in what? Nineteen fifty-six? Did you say? (laughs) Yeah,
2: they had to build the whole (laughs) castle
1: and and like plant a forest, wait for it to grow.
3: I think one of the things is um, (laughs) it. It was one of the first few films to use um, which one? What Vista Vision?
0: Oh, Mm. like
3: you know, it went from Technicolor. So it's color and it's color 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 and it's. It's live, high color. fidelity color, like high yeah. fidelity. Yeah, high fidelity. so that, and that's why it's also shiny. They probably put a lot of <laughs> money into building the technology well, for the film. Yeah. I think is probably where the budget went.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't have I don't a know. problem with the budget, um, but it now has a ninety-six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I was going to mention that actually because yeah. I uh, looked that
2: up earlier. I'm like,
3: oh, yeah, nice and <laughs> it's one of the films that has been put into the preservation. Film Registry, the US National Film Registry. Yes. It has been preserved for its culturally historical or aesthetic significance.
0: Aesthetic significance it is.
1: So I went on to Rotten Tomatoes to see if there were any Uh, negative reviews there. There is uh, there is only one, (laughs) and it's not very long. It basically says spasmodically effective spoof of Robin Hood style adventures, with Kay as the former circus clown joining up with a band of outlaws to overcome the tyrannical soap king. Whether it's really watchable depends on what you feel about the charmless K, whose vehicle <gasps> this is from start to finish. The end. That's all. Oh my all I will hunt it. that person it's down. It's not and scathing, but, them. but it's good. It's a
2: good, It's a good one. <laughs> it's they very. I would like well, to written. put it on the record that they're wrong. <laughs> I think
1: so. Like I found this charming. Of people believe yeah. that. that <laughs> I
3: think it's. I I think it would be a hard-hearted person who could watch this and think. I'm offended, you know. Offended or
0: just disgusted, because those are two different things.
3: But, I mean, fair enough if it's not your style of humour and you're like, well, that was just silly, you know. But you can't hate this film. It doesn't pretend that it's It's not silly. It's too lovable. I'll give it a go. Oh, it's
2: definitely very silly. And it, like... um, you cannot go past the pellet with the poison speech. I actually did used to know that entire speech, let's like do word it. for word. Miranda's ready. Miranda, I, I, no, I used to. I don't. Remember oh no, no, Miranda's Here. got a
0: wax lyrical. Let's
3: let's just do the second half. Uh huh. I'll be Hawkins. <laughs> so you're going to be Griselda. Okay. Are you ready? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. The pellet with the poisons in the vessel with the pestle. The chalice from the palace has the brew that is true. Right. I uh,
2: yes, but they've changed it. <laughs> Now the, they they broke the the chalice from the palace. They
3: broke the pr- chalice from the palace, She's and they replaced
2: it. it with a flagon with the dragon. It word for
3: word, a flagon <laughs> with a dragon. Flagon with a dragon. Right. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but did you put the pellet with the poison in the vessel with the pestle?
2: No, I've put it in the flagon with the dragon. <laughs> the vessel with the pestle has the brew. That is true.
3: The pellet with the poison's in the flagon with the dragon. The vessel with the pestle has the brew. That is true. Yes.
1: Just remember that. (laughs) Just remember that. (laughs)
3: Just
2: remember that.
3: (laughs) All right, yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was brilliant, thank you.
2: And the bit that, actually, I mentioned that bit because when we were watching it last night with my son um, and then the next bit is obviously uh, the person he's trying to fight, which is, um... oh, my God, where can I not remember anyone's name? Griswold. Griswold, that's it. Like Uh, Griswold, the gruesome, uh, who who his manservant overhears that conversation goes and tells Griswold and then Griswold's trying to remember it as well so he's just as ineffective of remembering <laughs> this whole thing. The palace cello- with the uh, cello, Danny Kaye The, is the just with the pussel and the flagon with the flipple. And-, flipple the <laughs> <laughs> and as they're walking and just blathering at each other and then Danny Kaye's magnetized <laughs> suit is keeps <laughs> flinging itself across at Griswold. My son was just cackling with glee and I and I just found it so wonderful because I've loved this movie since I was a child and the fact that I got to share it with him and that he found it just as funny as I did was just the
0: best. How old is your son? He's five. Just check it. Yep, no perfect age. Perfect yeah. age. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> if you want to is... sucker someone into something, it's when they're young. <laughs> to be oh, fair, yeah.
1: the setup for this sounds really dire. Like the royal family's been murdered. There's one baby that needs to be protected by an outlaw gang in a forest, and they've sent someone to impersonate a jester to infiltrate the castle, let in the outlaws to kill the current nobility. But no, it's just Danny Kay, uh, with tongue twisters and a mag- yes. magnetized. Suit of armor. I
3: oh, the yeah. <laughs> word play, the word play, and the tongue twisters are are used over and over again in different situations. Yes, yeah. yes. and some of that appears in the music. So that there's a, another number that the court jester sings um, in the court when he's like basically trying to buy time so they can hide the baby, um, where uh, he starts t- doing more of that, and he he's he's telling the story of how he
1: became Tiskanen a jester. and in the basket from the Italian court. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So there's a lot of that um, throughout the film that I think is woven into the music really well. I, like, The music isn't telling the story the way mm. musical theatre music does, mm. but it it doesn't just pop in and go, here's a song for your entertainment that yeah. has nothing to do with the context of the show. So I, like, I think as a musical theatre person, I appreciate how they use the music. Yeah
2: and I'll also say this as well like including in that scene you then have the very famous number the maladjusted jester which is probably (laughs) one of the most famous patter songs you will ever come across again I used to know it off by heart when I was younger and it's been too long since I last watched it so I won't make you do that one no, please don't make me do it. <laughs> I, I okay. always remember. So they set with a for a witch with a terrible twitch to see how my future impressed her. She took one look at me and cried. He, what else could he be but a jester? <laughs> I love that bit. There's um, only
0: ten songs in in yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah it's All not together. a lot of music.
2: No. Uh, they actually the that whole song is not actually in the film. There's an entire verse that they cut from the film, which is um, included on the soundtrack. So it's a bit of a longer song on the on the soundtrack. It's a tragedy. Speaking of oh, three that minutes, minutes and forty-seven seconds yeah. to be precise. <laughs>
1: Uh, there speak- were two other were numbers cut. as
2: well that were cut there was like um when he swings in to try and woo the princess <laughs> because he's been hypnotized by griselda the witch um he, the, there's a song about uh live to love i think it's called and that was cut from the film but it's included on the soundtrack and then there's another one uh later on in the film i've completely forgot i, th- I think it's a longer version of the Tisketa tasket song where he's talking about the basket yeah yep. Um, that was also cut because then it was cut from the film purely because he's then sings the maladjusted jester, which is like right after that. So I, um, oh, I would also actually say for anyone out there who's looking for audition songs, you cannot go past the maladjusted jester. I think. It's probably <laughs> if one you're that going people for a
1: comedy role. Yes. If one. you
2: are going, it's for one of those things solo. where <laughs> use two songs actually, yeah, that are contrasting. You do your dramatic one and then use the maladjusted jester because it shows technical prowess. And it's, and it's funny because you can put a lot of movement into it as well so it's one of the better audition pieces and I don't think it has to be restricted to men women can do that particular song as well because it's not very melodical it's just very um, like tempo based essentially
1: now those of you who are like classic movie musical fans, me, you're talking to to me well (laughs) you and Eloise uh, so there's an audio version of this movie a nine Mm. minute long condensed version that's
3: too <laughs> yeah. condensed for me
1: yeah okay Nine uh minutes. but re- recorded by danny Kay. but it changes the the story a little bit and just mm. has sections of the songs but it was co-released it was released in 1956 the same year as the movie by decca records clever was this something that was like that's regularly clever.
2: done I don't, I don't i'd never heard know. of that actually before so. like so weird i had i'd read about the nine minute condensed version and yeah. and the fact that it completely cuts out everything it cuts out all of the love interests so Jean and Gwendolyn are gone um basically ravenhurst is the king um and the the fact that Hawkins is like Danny Kaye's character. Hawkins is completely cut out. It is just yeah. So <laughs> black Danny Kaye
1: plays is, the Black Fox, who's in, impersonating Shakamo yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So it sounds like they they tried to create like a Julie attention span kind of gig.
1: Like they went, <laughs> here's the
0: movie, but for those of you who can't focus for that long,
1: yeah. Well, it wasn't even for snippet. playing on the record as a promotional thing. It was released yeah. by yeah. records. I did a little yeah. bit of Googling this afternoon. I couldn't find like a YouTube version or anything of that. But, like, I've never heard I'm it. I'm going to have oh, a look. No. It.
3: I have heard that it existed, but yeah. I've never mm. found it either. But you
1: don't know that that happens on many other musicals?
3: I've never heard of it happening. Huh, interesting. No, never. Um, there, there was quite a fad for a while. Um, Disney would release like record books. Which then became a thing. Um, So this is sort of a just before that, maybe it's yeah, sort of the precursor
2: to... They still do that, actually. We've got heaps of, like, storybooks that come with a, an accompanying CD, which is, like, you know, of mm. all of the Pixar films, which are just so tiny, like, I, compared I to what they I, actually have in the film. I think I know the ones you're
0: talking about, Miranda. Were they on, like, a like an actual record? Yeah, it's on a
2: little yeah, record. And they have, like, like a
3: snippets of the songs. Mini-01. And then, yeah. like, just a tiny little bit of the I've story. Um, so they played a little bit more like a radio play than a reading of the book. You know yeah. I mean? It might have had
2: something to do with maybe but, not everyone could know. get to the, the theatre, the cinemas mm. at the time. Know. It might be less accessible. I find it funny that Julie mentions about short attention spans, actually, because, funnily enough, when... I first saw this movie, it was way back when it was um, on television. And for whatever reason, the court jester was never actually given um, a a home video release. You could not get this on VHS. It was just not available. You could not get it. You just have
0: to do a sneaky and record it. So
2: the only (laughs) way you could watch it is when they deigned to put it on television and it was usually on channel seven but channel seven back in the day was just like two hours no one has that much of an attention (laughs) span cut half an hour out of the film and i remember the first time i saw the film like heaps of scenes were missing so half the stuff didn't make sense and i remember my dad having to tell me the storyline going oh well actually this happened they've cut that they cut that bit out so this is now what's happening and this is why why that makes sense i'm like oh that that
3: would be intensely confusing because there's so much back and forth mistaken identity and and danny Cape Flipping between three different characters of yeah. himself and personating other people, and just, you, know, <laughs> you would get so lost. If you and we
2: f- we forgot to mention as well is not only is he impersonating the jester, but the jester himself, the actual real Giacomo, was a secret assassin that was hired <laughs> by Ravenhurst to kill a bunch of people in the court. And so there's this thing that yeah, that so there's multiple. Yes. does not realise he's supposed to be an assassin.
1: <laughs> Multiple mistaken identities. Yeah. Oh, There's a lot going it's so, on. But, but it's, it's, it's so all good. for
2: the joy of it. Um, so you won't get any of that in the songs.
3: <laughs> can I mention one more thing? One um, more list. and then we go to less. Literally one. <laughs> so this, the movie, uh, seemingly randomly, has a whole bunch of... Now, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what the current politically correct term is little people. little people little people um in the opening number
2: um yes. that was a thing in the 50s <laughs> it
3: absolutely was a thing in the 50s but uh there's a, a bunch of them they they, they just keep Tripling and you're know, multiplying exponentially. <laughs> by the, a lot of work in the 50s. By the That's time we, I mean, in the
2: film, there so was 12 at them. the beginning, and then there was then like, there, like hundreds
3: of, of the them end. at the end. <laughs> um, it became a plot point, um, which was also really quite forced. Of oh, the the, the <laughs> oh, secret the passage tunnels, is too small.
1: <laughs> secret tunnel yeah. collapsed in for oh some unknown God. reason. So we need
3: me? very small people to go through it. So they, <laughs> they send them all through, and they get anyway.
1: Um, it must have been the studio had a contract with this troop of little well, people. They did. Well. It. This is
3: the thing. Um, so the the little people, who, the who did the Wizard of Oz mm. in the forties, um, they were a troop who were hired as a troop, and the troop was run by one particular small little person. Um, Just a little a, person. A person with yeah. dwarfism. But they dwarfs anyway. Um, <laughs> So, who essentially like ripped them all off? He was a bad guy,
1: <laughs> right? Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> he was a very small bad guy.
0: Let's get the rights to that movie, <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. T M. <laughs> no.
3: Oh, the movie of the bad guy, the singer, bad little people, the singers.
0: Oh, I like that. Um,
3: so that group broke up, but a whole lot of them ended up in this movie independently,
1: right? Okay, a uh, oh,
3: friend. So you know. They'd gone through this career of working for this guy who was ripping them off the whole time. They got to this, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just finally do like a real project where I could be a real actor and get paid real money." Anyway, it was just interesting. I mean, know. I feel like
0: <laughs> the day they when they came to rehearsals or the table read and saw like how the volume of how many little people there were, they would probably well, realize then, "Oh, hang on, this I is a I can only think of They've... one would
1: have been movie before 1960 that had little people as, like, real characters with motivation and gravitas and character and not just as side characters. Yeah. Which is Freaks.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, but... Good movie. Correct me if I'm wrong.
3: Oh, no, no. These these characters have absolutely no substance. Yeah. They just no. happen to be small and they tumble about and they're acrobatic. Yeah. And um, they... They're very good at what they do. They, like, line up like, and, you know, bounce the the unconscious knights along a little line of they them. They like, sure do. It's <laughs> that was, that is kind Willy of Wonka. horrifying. <laughs> it's very Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Let's Sling go on. them into
3: the sea. But the important <laughs> sure. part is they were not being financially ripped off on that gig. Thank you.
1: Okay, uh, right, yes. <laughs> I'm sure the Hollywood studios by that time had stopped treating people like slaves and were very well-treated all over. Let's take a break and we'll come back (laughs) with lessons we've learned. (laughs) So, this is a comedy and it's a silly comedy and it's not it's not jam-packed with like deep meaning and philosophy but it did teach me some lessons.
2: Did it? Did it? A little bit. Did it? Sometimes. Um, I've been thinking about what lessons it taught us. It
1: taught me a lot of tongue twisters that I want oh, to learn.
2: Okay. Oh, yes. Very and good. I will Very take good. it as a wrap, Kate. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay. I was thinking Look, right.
2: um, it teaches us fake it until you make it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Um, and also there's a little bit of a message in there about sometimes you, you just need to snap into confidence mode. Yep. yep. You know, he he did all this amazing sword play and stuff. But he he just managed it because he thought he could. And there's a lot to be said for that. Yes. Oh, but
1: also when he has the basket and he's trying to keep the baby from the king, time for a song and dance. Don't look at the basket. Dance, 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 <laughs> dance sing and dance. <laughs> so
2: what you're saying <laughs> is here, a song and a dance is a perfect distraction for any type of uncomfortable situation. <laughs> yeah,
1: if I'm you're confident about it.
2: <laughs> I am going to try that one day. <laughs> I've always wanted to just yell smoke bomb and in an uncomfortable situation, just run in the other direction.
1: No, You have to commando roll first yes, and then get yeah. up and awkwardly and run. <laughs> <laughs> and ideally try to run out of a pull door. So you like slam up against it. Yeah. you got to ro- roll with a slapstick. Or just
2: yell, I lust roll laugh, Ha ha! And then run away.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Also an option. Um, be really
3: clear about your secret signal yeah are gonna have a secret signal because they just or went duck with like behind
2: a-, a wall after you've been doing it yeah. when the bad guy comes into view so yeah. that it's mistaken who's yeah. thinking the bad guy is the secret informant it
3: caused a lot of problems it did
1: um i don't think <clears throat> i don't think hypnotisms used enough as a plot point nowadays or
0: enough full stop.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean they got away with a lot. A lot of plot and and hilarity came from that one. That one click. device. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever he clicked, he turned into this 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 hero of a man, and whenever then he came back as as Danny Kaye.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? It did though. It saved them from having to have a hero and a comic sidekick because he, he got to play both roles. Yes, and that's. That saved them money in Can't the end. That they could <laughs> pay little people. For them with. to
0: have that as a female role. Great, I'm in.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good we time. could make a remake of the Court Jester. Um, I did find it interesting that um, you know, the nineteen fifties was not a time when we took strides forward for um equality and Aww. strong female really?
2: <laughs> I was going to mention about um, so um, Jean when John's character yes yeah. is that what you're going about to mention yeah
3: so Jean is the captain of the rebels she's meant she's meant to be a strong smart fighter type who's running the show and and leading these people right um, so she's the second in command basically yeah. absolutely to the black fox but um right you see her very at the very very start when you first see her she's in her like rebel hunter gear yeah, she's wearing yeah. pants yeah. um that's so you can tell that she's a woman in charge cuz wearing some pants. I will say on. I
1: appreciated her graceful swing into the scene though it was very <laughs> uh, how would you know how would the you call it it's like like if she was on the trapeze she looked like she was swinging on the trapeze she into the scene she did
3: that many times in the movie yeah. just gracefully sliding
0: <laughs> Who doesn't love a trapeze
3: um but yeah. the rest of the sh- the movie she was she was Overdressed in in very glamorous, beautiful gowns, um, the actress herself, Glennis, has a very um, distinctive, hyper feminine voice mm-hmm. that's very you know girly and airy in the back of her throat. Sort that's of, annoying. it is annoying. Um, it's just a really odd juxtaposition for me to say. Here is a strong female character <laughs> that we have just. Crushed and feminized as much as possible. We just made her really like weak but strong.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: Admittedly, she didn't need rescuing though. So, no, she like didn't. she, she definitely rescued herself out of a lot of the situations. But I think for 1950s, ah, what are you going to
3: do? <laughs> yeah, like, so maybe yeah for 1950s, you it can, was, but it was just a, a bit... step.
1: Oh, oh it was teeny step. tiny <laughs> teeny little, little baby shuffled to the side, <laughs> which I feel like people
2: like women at the time probably would have gone, Oh, oh, look at oh. And, and but women of 2020 are looking at it going, eh, eh, oh, well.
3: She still <laughs> ended the movie barefoot with a baby in her hands, So yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so. I mean, there's lots of strong characters in musicals prior to the 50s where they they give a strong female character and they're like but she is guess what guys the old lady that no one likes Ah, (laughs) so i guess this was a difference so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: all right have we got any other lessons or shall we move on to dreamcast dreamcast it is (laughs) dreamcast So, how many of these roles do we feel strongly about? Who are we casting?
0: I mean, is it not obvious? <sighs> do we have to even say it? I, I actually can't see Zach. It's going to be playing. awful, but we're going to have <laughs> no. to do it. Nope. no,
1: no. Nope. You can't. You
0: can't. Can he be the baby in the bassinet?
1: Sure. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because you know what I the baby the f- does throughout like the whole thing.
3: Nothing. Just flashes his ass at people. Mm-hmm. Because seriously yep he has a That's birthmark the purple that is pimpernel. great
2: I have made a good choice he has the purple pimpernel on his butt cheek I like the idea of the sheet coming down it's just Zac Efron's head in the basket <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very weird it would be very I've
3: weird made a good choice um I have to ask are we casting a movie remake or the stage production
1: Movie I was remake. thinking movie. I would
2: say movie remake. I don't. Yeah. I can't see this being a stage production just because of the fact that it's not your your typical musical because of how what we've already discussed in terms yeah. of the music. Yeah, because you've got
1: one person singing the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I have two options for the Danny K role, Hubert. Um, first one, which is the biggest one, which I expect to be shouted down from, is Sasha Baron Cohen.
2: Yeah, whatever. Do you Ooh. want? Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm okay I, I with can that. see the, the really slapstick cool. there. Yeah. I don't and know. and the switch it's between characters. Not very characters. charming.
1: <laughs> no, well my other one, also not very charming but a little bit goofy, is Ty Burrell. Now he's the dad from Modern mm. Family.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah oh, I Yeah,
0: yeah I, I see Sasha Baron Cohen more, I think.
2: I feel like Ty Burrow might be slightly too old. I don't know. But he's probably the same age as Danny Kaye, actually. Danny Kaye
1: isn't a spring chicken in this No,
2: that's also true. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, um.
1: Because we don't have a lot of big slapstick, and especially song and dance and slapstick actors anymore. Can
0: we go ridiculous with this? It is true.
1: You can try.
0: Because I'd just like to go a bit ridiculous. John Cleese. No, no, no. (laughs) But close in age, Leslie Jordan
1: Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan. Who's Leslie Jordan? He I don't know who Leslie is Jordan is. from Will and
0: Grace. He's um, Beverly Leslie. Oh, he's
1: the little one.
0: Oh. oh. That would
1: be funny.
0: Very funny. He's very good at <laughs> slapstick. He's, he's so Honestly,
1: funny. I think he would be very funny. With
0: a thick Texan accent singing any of these movie. songs. Elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> in So
2: funny. What do we think about maybe Neil Patrick Harris?
1: Yeah, I mean, he could do it. He's a song and dance yeah. man. Um no, I think he's probably the most qualified mm. when it comes mm. to slapstick. Oh, On Dance uh, Man, uh,
0: uh, John Barrowman is not not that far off. John Barrowman's a very funny man. Like he's silly, he's a silly man. And again, yeah. probably he's probably
1: aging
3: out. He's of it. ridiculous. <laughs> maybe. maybe.
0: <laughs> um. What about the girls?
1: I didn't have strong feelings about the girls because, like you said, the girls aren't very. Anything but girls. I mean,
0: if we put Leslie Jordan in there, we can have Angela Lansbury back. <laughs> in the same role? Yeah. Or maybe Angela yeah. Lansbury
3: could play the witch now. Again, like, yeah.
0: I'm not afraid to have an entire geriatric cast. Okay. Not mad okay. about it. <laughs> I don't think it changes the story. And that would make sense then that Zach Efron is a 30 something year old man.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe Zendaya for the, for Gene?
2: Yeah, someone like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh maybe oh i th- i think perhaps emily blunt as griselda
1: that'd be fun that'd be fun as, griselda. Be fun as griselda. <laughs> griselda that would be very funny <laughs> Tracy either Bell.
2: that or or meryl streep <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nah. emma thompson as uh griselda would be fun as ooh, well
2: actually yeah emma thompson would would make a good griselda
1: <laughs> with the hypnotizing and then the witchiness
2: yeah yeah what about James Corden as uh, Griswold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're a James fun. Corden hater. I am I mean, not a so James fun. Corden fan. Big fan. Big <laughs> oh, no. what, what
1: about, what about uh, Rebel Wilson as Gwendolyn?
0: There it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
0: what? I would still watch this. Like, I, I think, can't honestly, see Miranda. I think I'm that's assuming really good be. casting.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, if this movie was being remade now, yeah. I would not be surprised if Rebel Wilson ended up in the Danny K role. I would not be surprised
0: oh, i don't hate not. that
1: it would happen
0: then she could have 10 no. huge i'm
1: gonna would say uh, something king. like he would play the king he would play Hugh the Jackman. king yep
2: Ooh. i want to see idris elba as Ooh. ravenhurst <gasps> yeah Ooh. what yeah, kind okay. of costume can
0: yeah. we have where he has those like abs again because that was good mm. I mean, just well the He's costume
2: that abs. ravenhurst wears but just not buttoned up and without <laughs> a shirt underneath it <laughs>
1: I mean if we're rebooting it, we can we can have them in whatever costume we want, but I feel yeah. like we're going into crazy town now. We Shall we move on <laughs> yeah, please. to yeah. the top five lists? Shall we? Okay, so this is a cult classic that I was unaware of. So I want someone else to start with their top five lists. Yeah. Who have top five
2: comedy. N- Oh, flat, out, no, flat oh, out comedy. Definitely yep. not. No. <laughs> so you didn't see it, so you didn't get the comedy. Mm, oh, are, but uh, I do
0: know uh, like five other musical comedies that I'd
2: put oh, on a list well, before. Top it. Five oh, I classic... would say musical comedy, I would just put it in comedies. Like, oh, well, that's part. an even
3: tougher list. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what if we went to classic 1950s golden era comedy?
0: Yeah, oh, you can have that. <laughs>
3: um, it's certainly one of the top five. Danny Kay, Yeah, that's what know, I was going to oh, suggest. It really was a star vehicle for him. It was written.
0: I'll chuck it on top five. Um, Angela Lansbury. Surprise appearances? Surprise appearances, <laughs> yeah.
2: So that would be Bed Ups and Broomsticks, Mary Poppins Returns, yeah. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Not Beauty and the Beast.
3: No, <laughs> no okay. <laughs> um, top five um, memorable moments with tights.
0: Again. There is is a whole
3: scene where he's being knighted and they need to they need to hurry up. So they they start they're doing this whole marching sequence thing, which is actually done in the film by a specific marching troop. Yeah, they were a reenactment in.
2: group from they like were... <laughs> like eighteen hundreds reenactment. I think or something I saw that today like as I
3: came like in on the marching TV. reenactment specifically, um, and they speed it up so they're going really fast because they're going really fast. His tights are falling down, and so the crutch of his tights is like just going lower and lower and
2: lower and lower and lower. I've all, ever there. since I was a child, I Classic always found humor. that really weird. Actually, Classic because humor. it went from completely. Tight fitting tights. <laughs> to how, how did they suddenly get halfway down his ankles? I don't. Yeah.
3: When they were up, they must have gone like all the way to his armpits
1: oh, no, they're so, so long. Isn't it <laughs> traditional that tights not only go all the way up to the armpits, but then like you roll like another body length? <laughs> uh,
0: if I could find tights that were that long, yes, yes, it
3: would be. I'd love um, longer tights. Uh, top five unnecessary multiple costume changes. <laughs> the women in this movie have a different dress for every scene. It's like yes. camera pans away, pans back new dress. They're I mean, all the same dress in different colours. It's a joke, right? Colours, it is a, it is a, that's, no, that's a joke. Isn't no. that part of the parody? No. It's one of the things that gets parody in, in Mel Brooks stuff
1: later. Right. But
0: <laughs> Like when the mole moves? <laughs> like when the mole
1: moves. Okay, am I reading this wrong? I thought this was a satire or parody of Robin Hood films. Let's yes That's and kind of Wikipedia swashbuckly says. films.
3: Yes and no
2: yes and no it was very much a film of its time I think it was still done completely like seriously in terms of it being a serious comedy I don't think it was really setting out to make fun of Robin Hood films No, no but the,
1: the tropes that they used uh, like uh, like the 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 sneakiness and the and the not really. friends coming back it's because all of
3: the all of the comedy comes out of the
1: situational stuff they create. And that was my one top five list that I was comfortable I'm with sorry. was top five Robin Hood parodies.
0: It, nowhere <laughs> on its Wikipedia does it reference Robin Hood.
1: It actually does. Shut up. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Control find
0: Robin. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs>
2: See the
1: first sentence. Zane so that we hear. Yeah. does some research.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. top five in terms of movies that had um uh, like ridiculous back and forth patter tongue twisters.
1: <laughs> yeah, top five tongue twister movies. This and yeah. uh, Singing in the Rain are the two that spring to my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, Bob Hope apparently
2: did a lot of um uh, uh, things like. Sketches like that before this film came out, so it was definitely informed by like all of those Bob Hope type things prior.
3: <laughs> there was also a spade in the um, Fred and Ginger films, so that spanned mostly the '30s. That type of humor was used a lot. That sort of similar-sounding words in patter that get confused and jumbled and stuff. There, are, there are two specific actors who played different roles, but they're the same type <laughs> yeah, in multiple yeah. of those films where they just kept reusing that over and over and over and over again. And that's, um, it feels to me because that's my personal reference point that yeah. that's the tradition where that comes from. And it's actually a very vaudevillian thing. And there's mm. so much vaudeville in this. It's mm. like the 1950s does the 1930s doing vaudeville.
1: Yeah. Vaudeville
0: high fiving (laughs) Panto. Yeah.
1: I guess that's where the parody vibe for me came from. Because it felt like it's referencing all these things and doing it in a different style. Yes. Yeah.
3: It definitely is referencing it, but I don't think it's specifically parodying Robin Hood. Like Men in Tights is taking. The Robin Hood story and parodying it.
1: Yeah, right? I mean yeah. the black fox though. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And the merry band of men in the, the forest. Just using that as
1: a setup yeah, more yeah. than parodying that specifically. Mm.
3: Anyway,
2: and again, yeah, the writer and director actually said that they were basing the black fox off of Zorro rather than Robin Hood anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was it's it just becomes similar to Robin Hood because it's set in medieval times in a forest rather yeah. than in Spain or Mexico, wherever Soros. He wears a
3: mask, not a hood. That's true. It's completely different.
1: Sure. (laughs) Any other top fives? No,
0: mate. Top five romping
3: good times for the family. (laughs)
0: Like romping, romping good times for the family. (laughs) (laughs) family.
1: I will say, outside of Disney Pixar, this is probably a really good family movie. It's a great family movie. So I wouldn't already proved it by the fact that my
2: five-year-old son enjoyed it. Yep.
3: And my nieces saw
2: it today
3: for the first time and there was this initial sort of, this is really silly, but then they <laughs> didn't want to stop watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they started laughing and then they, you know, it's that kind of, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it is silly. Then you should
2: go and make <laughs> them watch the episode of Get Smart that does a send-up of the Palette of the Poison scene and, and Max <laughs> actually I've oh, seen that. Um, yeah. Man. Is that the that one is, with the man that in that a van, nice.
3: tan van named Stan is that uh.
2: the Possibly. Um, there was definitely something where something gets broken and Max goes, they broke it? <laughs> like really over-emphasizing it. And then he does like this very silly uh, sword fighting scene where he does the same thing where he cuts the um, the, the candles and the candles fall over. Or the person he's yes. um, fighting cuts the candles and the candles fall over. Yes. So, uh, but Get Smart was very famous for that, where they would do a lot of send-ups because... Um, uh, he like he did that a lot. He used to do a lot of different impressions, and Danny Kaye was one of his impressions. And he did um, Jimmy Cagney and, and uh, like all of those people, basically. I
0: always hated Get Smart. Oh,
2: oh, why?
0: Just annoyed me.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, on <laughs> on that lovely, <laughs> lovely note, uh, I think that is the end of our episode this week. Thank you very much for joining us, Eloise. It has been a pleasure.
2: Thank you for having me and letting me talk about one of my favourite films.
1: Yeah, and thank you for introducing it to me. I am I really enjoyed it. Excellent. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to tell our audience about before you go? You have a Instagram you might want to share?
2: Uh, yes, it's just Eloise Dundas-Taylor. Um, you can follow me on there if you want to see things like ridiculous nerd stuff or my brooch collection. I have a very large obsession. That's about it. I'm not doctor really that much into social media.
1: <laughs> You're into Doctor Who nerdery specifically?
2: I am doctor, into Doctor Who nerdery specifically,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. And as always, if you want to help us out, uh, you can tell your friends about us. You can subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or any of your podcatchers. Uh, you can find us on the, our website, that's com forward slash MTMEIK, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you want to send us an email, it's musicalstalkmepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to be one of the best people in the world, you can become a Patreon of ours at patreon.com forward slash me everything I know. Why are you both so distracted? What's going on?
0: Nothing. I mean, the listeners couldn't hear how distracted we are, so that's on you now.
1: <laughs> I was just getting really paranoid slash suspicious. I, was, of what I was, was
0: trying to reach the chocolate.
1: Oh, I see. You can't wait one minute until... No. No, okay. Mate! All right. Thank you very much once again, uh, Eloise. <laughs> it has been a great episode. And, yeah, feel free to come back when you have another movie to talk about.
2: Oh, I have lots. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Miranda. No problem. Thank you, Julie. Also,
0: no problems. I've
1: been Zane C. Weber. We'll be back same time next week with more musicals and more lessons. Until then. Bye. Goodbye.
2: Hi
0: my name is Vanessa and I am Asabi and together we are wine and and sympathy that's right a brand new podcast coming to you from Brisbane Australia together we are going to talk about life love relationships friendships everything issues (laughs) and (laughs) what it's like to be a fabulous 40 something in today's era Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. And we've got a lot of people that we need to talk to. Lots of people to talk to. So we will be bringing to you guests from Brisbane itself. Interesting people that we think you need to know. So check us out. We're on all the socials. Insta, the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're everywhere. (laughs) We are everywhere. And we'll have the website coming soon. So check us out. Wine and Sympathy podcast. See ya.